Hey, what is going on, guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the first NBA playoff slate of the year. Four games on Saturday. So excited for playoff basketball uh, this weekend. If this is your first time watching, welcome to the channel. Again, my name is DK. Make content for DraftKings, for Prize Picks, and for NBA Top Shot. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks, and um, Prize Picks is a player prop site where you can take over under on, um, you know, fancy points, take over under and straight up points, rebounds, three pointers made. I've been on fire in prize picks recently. So make sure if you guys are playing, check out my videos. We went two for two again uh, in the previous one. But um, yeah, you can use the discount code DKDFS for for a 100% match up to $100. And if you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that at patreon.com, NBA package, USFL package. There's a huge edge. Um, I also are, are offer a USFL package and then esports package as well. So if that's something that interests you, you can check that out down below. Okay, so really quick, let's go over my lineup here from tonight. So tonight cashed in the lower stakes tournaments, just missing the higher stakes uh, because JV got played off the court. Now I'm a little bit tilted about that because I had talked about that very in-depth in my showdown video on Patreon, how I thought if the Clippers go small, that's going to be Larry Nance that benefits and JV will probably be on the bench in the fourth quarter. Um, but I ended up playing him anyway. So a little bit tilted about that. Also, I had Larry Nance the previous slate. He went for 11 fancy points tonight, 45. Um, so yeah, we talked about very, very in-depth how I thought yeah, if, if the Clippers match him and go small, it's going to be Larry Nance that benefits. So a little bit tilted. I just didn't go there myself. Um, I bought into, uh, JB Biggerstaff being an awful coach and playing Rondo, um, you know, similar minutes to last game. Uh, but Rondo was just so, so bad that it couldn't, right? You remember how tilted I was the previously? And then you could tell how awful Rondo is. Um, there was no reason for him to be in the court in either of the playing games. But that's that's another story. But, yeah, I was really high on just loading up the Clippers. I played three Clippers. Core plays of Marcus Morris, who's only 38% on in this one. Reggie Jackson obviously was chalk, but an absolute must. And Trey Young with Norman Powell, who started the game like one of eight shootings. Still salvaged, but... Um, Ingram was my favorite uh, or the safest Pelican. I did like JV a lot too, because I thought he could still get it done in like three, three and a half quarters, but he just had an awful game. He had an awful game. He missed putbacks. He did not play well, but, um, yeah, that's it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night. It was a really, really solid night for a lot of Patreon members. Love to see this takedowns, uh, all around. So, uh, can't beat that, uh, big, big wins. Uh, so congrats to everyone. Keep it going here for the playoff slate. This was the winning lineup at high stakes, the hall of famer. Trey Young, 76%. Norman Powell, 84%. Bogdanovich, uh, 46%. I mentioned he was my second favorite Hawk uh, behind uh, Trey. Marcus Morris was chalk. Uh, Zubash was very, very popular. Again, he got played off the court. Didn't touch the court in the in the second half. Garland, Mann, and Reggie. Um, uh, Valanciunas was very, very popular. This group that always has the same lineup. Um, again, don't know why they do that in tournaments, but hey, it is what it is. Um Okay, so let's talk about this four-game slate. It starts at noon. So we got basketball in less than 12 hours. Let's go. All right, starting with the Utah side. So um, Donovan Mitchell's at 8.1K. He's going to play. They had him listed as the illness from when he sat out the regular season finale. So at 8.1K, I do think it's a little bit underpriced. I don't think he's like a smash play, but he should be like close to a 9K player. So I think Mitchell, again, looks pretty good. I think Rudy Gobert uh, makes for a pretty solid play too. I expect him to play around 38 minutes or so. So you're going to get more minutes, obviously, for guys in the playoffs. I expect Mitchell and Gobert to push for, you know, close to 40 each. So I think both look pretty good here. Both are pretty safe options. And then I'm kind of just indifferent on the rest of the Jazz. I think Conley looks fine at 5'7". And then Bedanovich looks fine at 5'4". Clarkson looks okay off the bench. Um, I don't think I can get to value. Like, Whiteside, I don't know if he plays enough at 4'2". 
plus center is pretty loaded with a couple top end guys. Um, and then I guess like Royce O'Neal, if I had to pick a value play, but it's just, you're going to not feel good about this play at all because Royce is not going to do much on the court when he's out there, but he will probably play over 30 minutes in this game. So, um, I do think he's at least in consideration there for value. All right. On the Dallas side. So the big news, obviously Luka Doncic is out. They are playing at home though. And I actually think Dallas can give him a game. This is my hot take. I'm not so certain that the Jazz can beat this Mavs team, even without Luka. I think this Dallas team can still win this game without Luka Doncic. Sure, right? I think that is a hot take. I think Dallas can still win this game. Uh, So Brunson and Dinwiddie, I think, stand out as phenomenal plays here in the mid-range. I mean, you look at this roster without Luka. It's like, okay, who's going to score the ball? Well, it's going to be Brunson and it's going to be Dinwiddie. I think both these guys play around 40 minutes. They're going to be the clear go-to guys. I like both quite a bit. Um, Brunson's a little bit more pricey, so maybe Dinwiddie's a little bit easier to get to at 6-3, but these are going to be the two leading the offense. Uh, I think they both stand out as very, very good plays. Dorian Finney-Smith, I have no interest in at that price point. That's just too expensive. Dwight Powell, 5-2, also too expensive. Tough matchup against Gobert. The duo of Maxi Kleba, who will kind of split time at the five with, with Powell. So uh, no interest in Powell. However, Maxi Kleba, 3-3, I do kind of like the value. There's not many good values in the slate. And with Maxi Kleba, sure, he's not going to play huge minutes. I would assume we get somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 to 25 minutes. But he's only 3.3K. And at that price, he doesn't need a lot to pay off the salary. So I think Kleba makes for a decent value play. Reggie Bullock sounded just fine. He's going to play huge minutes. He has to hit a shot to get value, though. So don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, But outside of Kleba, I mean, you probably see some minutes for Bertans and Josh Green. Um, I don't know if I can play either of those guys, though. I think I'd rather go to Kleba at at a similar price point. And then, like... With Luka out, do we maybe see some Trey Burke backup point for just some offense? I think it's a possibility. I don't know if I can pull the trigger there, but um, yeah, I think that's it for Dallas. Oh, really quick, guys. Again, if you do enjoy the YouTube content, just make sure to hit the like button. It does help me out a ton. All right, Minnesota and Memphis. I'm excited for this game. I think it'll be a great uh, series. I do think uh, Memphis will win it, but on the Minnesota side, the big three, um, the guy that stands out once again is D'Angelo Russell at 7-2. He played 37 minutes last game. Not sure, right? Cat was in major foul trouble. D'Lo and Ant obviously got a usage bump. But the thing that I liked about D'Lo was I knew we were going to get a minutes bump from him, right? He was, for a long period of time in the regular season, only playing around 30 minutes. Well, he played 37 last game against the Clippers. So I think we get similar run for D'Angelo Russell here. Uh, and Memphis has not been great defensively. So, sure, Memphis has been a good team. They haven't really been good in the defense fence. So, I think D'Angelo Russell stands out as a really solid player there in the mid-range. I think you can make that argument for Anthony Edwards as well. He is a ceiling, too. Um, I think D'Lo may be a little bit safer because he'll do more of the ball-handling role. And then Carl Anthony Towns, uh, I have a really hard time getting to him. He's too close in price to Jokic and Embiid for me. So, I just... You can go to him in a large field tournament, but... I, really have a hard time uh, going to Carl Anthony Towns um, over Jokic and Embiid. Now, Patrick Beverly at 5-4, uh, he's going to defend John Morant. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, he probably plays around 35 minutes. So I think he's a pretty safe option, assuming he doesn't get in foul trouble or get ejected, which is definitely possible with Patrick Beverly. Um, as far as the wings go, Vanderbilt, McDaniels, they'll kind of split the the wing duty. We put 27 minutes there for Vanderbilt. I think he's a fair value play. Um, not a guy that's going to do a ton offensively, but he's a decent rebounder. Um, and then McDaniels as well, right? I think the, these two kind of split the four minutes. So I think they're both fair value plays. I think Vanderbilt's a little bit safer. 
If you think Katkin's in foul trouble again, you can look to Nas Reed, but I think more often than not, you only get like six to eight minutes from Nas Reed in a spot like this. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. We also, we saw some minutes for Noel. It was Noel over McLaughlin, but he only played nine minutes, right? So not enough for me to consider him. All right, on the Memphis side. So John Morant to 9-8, I think looks decent. However, I think there's other spin-ups that look a little bit better. Um, we're going to get, you know, probably 36 to 40 minutes from Ja. It's a good matchup. Um, again, I'm not scared of Patrick Beverly defensively. Don't care. There's going to be a lot of switching. It's not going to get me off Ja. So, yeah, I think Ja looks pretty decent. As far as the secondary options go, and Bain, Triple J, and Brooks, they all just kind of look okay. Um, I expect all three of these guys to play over 30 minutes, um, but there's none that really stand out. If you have a really strong feeling on one of these guys, you can go for them. I will say Jaron Jackson Jr. probably the riskiest due to the foul trouble. Um, Brooks, we know, is a black hole when he's out there. Um, he's probably the guy that's the easiest to get to since he's the cheapest, but all three of the secondary options are, are viable. There's just no standouts there. And then Tyus Jones is definitely out of play at that price point. Don't play him. Steven Adams at 5'6", head length looks okay. The only downside here is he's obviously only center eligible. Um, so like minutes wise, how many minutes do we get from Adams? Do we get like 30 to 35 from him? If we do, I think he's a little bit underpriced. If they continue to limit him to like 25 to 30, I think he just looks like a fair play. Um, Melton is too pricey for me. Slow-mo is too pricey. So those guys got a, um, price bump in the last game of the regular season. So you can't go there. Um, Conchar might not even be in the rotation. Now I mentioned there's not a lot of value on the slate. Well, Brandon Clark is one of the guys I think we can consider. He's 3.8 K. Um, he's the backup, right? If Adams gets in foul trouble, they can go to Brandon Clark. Um, so if we get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of Brandon Clark of playing the backup four, backup five, I do think he's a fair value play. Now, are we hundred percent sure we're going to get those minutes? No, we actually last year, they went to Tillman. It was Clark that was playing the backup big last year. And then like in the play in game or the playoff, they went to Tillman, which was weird, but I don't think that happened. So Assuming Clark gets that backup five run and plays like 15 to 20 minutes, I think he stands out as one of the better values. Toronto and Philadelphia. So Toronto, well, they've basically ran a playoff rotation all year. So here's the thing with Toronto. These guys are like priced accordingly, right? Because you can't get more minutes for Siakam Van Fleet. These guys have already been playing like 45 minutes a game. So there's no minutes bump here for the Raptors. So like, I'm a little bit hesitant on the Raptors. Plus 76 is actually solid defensively. So like, Siakam, Van Fleet, I think they're fine, but they're not, they can't play any more than they've already been playing in the regular season. Barnes is too pricey for me. I think Gary Trent Jr. 5'9 looks okay. He's obviously a guy that has the ceiling, but he has to hit shots to get value. OG Ananubi, I think, is a pretty safe play. Would assume he plays probably mid 30s minutes. Um, but yeah, again, a lot of these guys, they've already ran this playoff rotation like the whole year um now i will mention against a big team you might like uh in b you might see more minutes for precious achua so like i think he's a sneaky value play um because i don't really know if they can defend Embiid with uh a guy like uh siakam at the five so they could start achua they could even start kem birch um like maybe they bring like Barnes or Gary Trent Jr. off the bench we'll see I think I think it's possible that they start like one of Achua or Birch out there maybe Boucher could play a little bit more um so all the like backup bigs like Boucher Achua I don't think I consider Birch he's just not a productive player but Achua and, and Boucher I think are decent GBP options because I think they do get a minutes bump here going up against Joel Embiid 
And then Philadelphia. So I mentioned how there's a couple guys that, that, that stood out as underpriced. Well, one of those guys is Joel Embiid, only 10.4K. So some guys' prices like didn't really move, right? Uh, you know, you saw John Morant. He used to run around 10K for a lot of the year. Like a, a lot of like a lot of these guys' prices didn't really move. Well, Embiid for some reason went from 12K to 10.4. Can can you guys make some sense out of that for me? For like, why did Embiid drop two thousand dollars in a playoff game? Or he's going to play close to 40 minutes. Beats me. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think Embiid uh, looks phenomenal here at that price point. James Harden, 9-2. Uh, you know, I think Embiid's going to be very popular. If you want to get off a of chalky Embiid and hope they just double him every single possession, you want to go to Harden. Don't think it's the worst idea. Obviously, Embiid uh, is going to look better. But I think Harden comes in at a fraction of the ownership. The mid-range guys are just there. Harris and Maxi, these guys can have big games playing alongside Harden and Embiid, but it's pretty rare, so I don't think I'm going to prioritize either of them. Like, for example, you have Spencer Dinwiddie is cheaper than Maxi and Tobias. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be, like, the go-to guy tomorrow for Dallas. So, like, I, I just don't know if I can get to Harris or Maxi. Uh, Milton's too expensive. There's no way I'm playing DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Thibel is available to play since it's a home game. Uh, for one, Thibel is on the road. Unfortunately, we're going to have to look to this guy, and I'm not excited for it at all. But, yeah, Thibel, Danny Green should see minutes. Um, I guess they're both playable. I really don't feel good about either. Um, Paul Reed should should be playing the backup five, but like a majority of coaches in this league, Doc Rivers has no idea what he's doing. Um, and then Yang at 3-5. Probably plays like 15 or so minutes. I think he's he's probably the value play I'd feel the best about for, for the 76ers just because I think he has the highest ceiling. And finally, Denver and Golden State. Once again, what are we doing here at this price? From 12.6 to 10.6 for Jokic? That doesn't seem right. So just like Embiid, I mean, I don't think I have to tell you how good of a play he is at this price. So we're not going to waste time there. The mid-range options, Gordon, Barton. Um, I think they both look decent. Gordon's played pretty well of late. Also, you kind of saw a playoff rotation last few weeks there for Denver. They were playing these guys pretty consistent minutes. So I think both are are actually pretty safe options. I expect big minutes for both here. Um so I think they both look pretty good, Gordon and Barton. For majority of the year in the regular season, I was avoiding them because they're only playing like 25 to 30 minutes. But I expect 38-ish, like high 30s for Gordon and Barton. I think they both look pretty good. I think Monty Morris of 4-9 is a fair play. Expect him to play 30 to 35 minutes. Um, Bones Highland can play minutes if he plays well off the bench. They can extend him. But he's definitely the riskier play of the two between him and Morris. Boogie Cousins is going to be very productive when he's on the court. However, I think Jokic plays like around 40 minutes, so that only leaves about eight minutes for Boogie. Now, can Boogie go for like 18 fancy points in eight minutes? Yeah, but 4K feels a little bit too much. If Boogie was like 3-2, 3-3, and I knew he was going to play eight to nine minutes, I think I'd be more willing to take a shot at him then. 4K, I think you need like Jokic foul trouble or something. The rest of the Denver value plays, like I mentioned, there's not a lot of value. So it really, it really, really makes me sick saying this, but I think Jeff Green's playable. 
I think he probably plays like mid twenties minutes, but whew, it's Jeff Green, right? You were whew, you are gonna feel awful if you play him. So Michael Green, I would think is in the playoff rotation as well. Maybe we get you know ten to fifteen minutes from him. I think he's fine. So like the playoff rotation: Jokic, Gordon, Barton, Bones, Monte Morris, Jeff Green, Boogie. So that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jamichael Green, eight. What they could do against a small ball team like Golden State, they actually might play Jamichael Green over Boogie. I would actually not be super surprised if Boogie gets a DNP. Um, so it's possible they just play Jamichael Green and then like Austin Rivers. I think that's going to be the playoff rotation there for um, Denver. And then finally, Golden State. So Steph Curry is back. Um, they said they're going to limit him to 30 to 35 minutes. Um, do I buy it? I mean, I think Steph might play 40 minutes. I I don't I don't trust Steve Kerr at all. Now at 9-3, doesn't really stand out, but um I think you can definitely look to Steph still in tournaments. Pool and Clay feel a little bit pricey with Steph back. Um they're definitely, in my opinion, a little bit overpriced. I do think they're gonna play big minutes, but I think if I'm gonna pick one of these guards, I would rather go to Steph for a little bit more. I just think the ceiling's a little bit higher there. Wiggins should play, but at 6'3, I have no interest in going to him. Draymond Green at 6-1, I like. I think he's in a playoff game. We're probably seeing like 35 minutes from Draymond. So he's one I think is a little bit underpriced. Um, I think he stands out as a good option in the mid-range. Now, here's the thing, right? What is Denver going to do against Jokic? Are they going to try to play Kevon Looney a lot and, uh, you know, extend him? I think it's possible. So at 3.4K, I'm intrigued by Looney. I don't know for sure if he's going to get extended. They could just try to go small with Draymond. That's possible against Jokic, but... I think Looney is their best bet to try to defend them. So the question is, how many minutes does Looney play? I would think it's more than 15, but you never know with Steve Kerr. So Looney very much intrigues me there for value. Um, Otto Porter, I think, will be a big part of the uh, the rotation as well. Um, but a 4-7, it doesn't stand out as like a, a phenomenal play. Kaminga might see a little bit of run, but that price point is way, way too pricey. I think Bielita plays some backup minutes. No guarantee in that, though. So, like, he's a pretty – and, like, he's 4-3, so you can't really go there. Again, kind of the same thing, like I said, about Jeff Green. There's not much value. You want to play the Dust of Iguodala? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. I think he plays, like, 15 to 20 minutes. So, sure, he's playable. Uh, but yeah, guys, that is going to wrap it up for the video. Like I said, I cannot wait to watch these games tomorrow. But again, if you do enjoy the content, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy your night, and I'll see you all in the next video.